0: Hi I'm Dan Higginson and welcome to the sixth episode of the Idle Hands podcast where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. I'm joined today by Paul Mr Gorgeous Bents.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning.
0: (laughs) And the fitness portrait and editorial photographer David Cummings.
2: Uh, That's me. Hi David Cummings. So
0: David how's 2020 been for you?
2: It's been up and down I'd say definitely. Um, At um well, we had a new baby, which is not really on photography, but um, anyway, that's kept me busy, but um, very busy. with regards to photography, it's at some points I wasn't working at all, which was quite strange because generally I'm kind of a, I'm at work three, four days a week normally on shoots. Do you know what I mean? So I'm pretty busy, I'd say most of the time. Very <laughs> yeah, That's really busy. Yeah, I can have a you know, on Monday, sometimes I can have one job, but by the end of the week, I've done four. So a lot of my work comes in quite, um, you know, late notice, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. But um, so it's been good to have the time with my family and stuff, but a little bit nerve wracking at some points, so you kind of sit in there thinking, gosh, is it going to come back, you know, and mm. I don't know, just before Christmas, one of my clients cut my budget a little bit. And I was like, oh, is this the way things are? Everything's going to go. And, you know, but... Hey, you know, over the last month, actually, things have got much busier again. So that's been great. So, yeah. That's good news. That's good news. Yeah. And what about
0: you guys? I only started my photography business up in the beginning of 2019. Um, I did a few little bits here and there, like some events and a little couple of bits for some brands. But in 2020, I started to try and shoot some weddings. And I literally shot my first ever wedding in February 2020. (laughs) and then my second one was like one day before the first national lockdown that was it like i've i've had a few little bits of jobs here and there but um yeah lockdown in terms of uh photography for me has been really rubbish i mean it's been really good because i've got all the business like all the business side up and running before i've had a chance to get running with the photography side but um but yeah the the photography side has been really slow had
2: you learned any second shooting on weddings before you'd done your first one, or was it straight in there, straight into them? Or First one was second shooting. Um, what was it? Yeah. And the and second I... one was my brother's, so it wasn't... Not too bad, yeah. They're Not quite daunting, bad. your first one. I always remember doing... But, you know, I always think actually wedding photography is, you know, one of the hardest disciplines really. Um, And to be a decent wedding photographer certainly is a hard discipline. Um, I always, you know, that shot when they're kind of coming um, out of the church, the light, the light's changing, they're moving, you're moving backwards. uh, It's mental, you know. (laughs) It is mental. (laughs) And, you know, I don't think I've got that one right ever. You know, I I used to... I used to do a few, you know, when I was assisting and so on back in the like a few years back, I suppose. And yeah, um, yeah but uh, that was always a hard one.
1: I don't think you can call yourself a photographer unless you've shot a wedding, can you? I think that's got to be a golden rule.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, certainly. I think, you know, it, it, it certainly teaches you a lot of skills. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's an, an all-round thing, isn't it? So, yeah.
1: I always used to speak to my... I used to do them with my buddy Romy, which you've already had on the show, and we... I always used to say, like, you're like a fashion photographer, you're a product photographer, you're a reportage documentary photographer, you're all of these different roles kind of compressed into one and you, you kind of compartmentalize each part of the day and it's just high pressure. The thing I... I actually used to love the days, shooting the days. I thought it was good fun. You know, you could have a good time, couldn't you? You know, you'd wind the bridesmaids up, you know, have a <laughs> laugh, basically. <laughs> but then I, I hated the editing afterwards. I It used to drive me crazy. After, like, by about... Day two or three of looking at the bride and groom's face I kind of wanted to murder them (laughs) (laughs) In a nice way But it was really You know, I think it's I think there's the good, the, the really good wedding photographers are efficient in that process. Like they, they can call a wedding and on the way home while driving, you know, they're like, <laughs> "Okay, one star, one star, one star. Watch, watch out for the pig." <laughs> but, uh, but I think I, I agree with you. I think it's a real skill. I think I have a lot of respect for them. I know how hard it is, um, and I'm so glad I don't have to do it anymore. To be honest with uh, you, it's. it's Torture.
2: Yeah, I, I found that um, I did really enjoy shooting them and everything, but I the, the way my work uh, goes at the moment, you know, I shoot a job off on the day, and on an evening, you know, I'll process it, you know, do a quick you know, clear up on it and um whiz it off to the to the client, you know, and then it's done. You're on to the next job. Whereas a wedding just used to hang over me for for weeks and I just oh it drives me insane. Do you know what I mean? And then oh anyway, but um I you know I I certainly um they taught me a lot anyway. It was really good.
1: So you said you said about like you you get quite short notice. How how short notice is short notice
2: are you Dave? What what, what would be like a typical could you get a call like yeah, I could certainly not recently, but in the past, you know, I could get a call on a morning and then ask to go into the studio in the afternoon sometimes. Um that's certainly more with the paper kind of it's, you know, you know, if if you know, Beyonce's worn some jeans, you know, the paper might call up and they'll get a model in and then we'll, you know, get into the studio and we'll photograph a model in those all sorts of different types of jeans that Beyonce's worn or something, you know. It can be like that kind of stuff, but um forever well, got have your batteries charged then yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean my, my kit bag is really well organized you know i know where absolutely everything is and it's like a know, prepper just ready yeah, to bug out absolutely and you know i work with the same assistant a lot so that you know we know each, what each other's doing so we just get there and boom you straight into it yeah it's funny actually like um mentioning this and sort of you're doing
0: a bit of uh fashion stuff and editorial and just just talking about the weddings that I've been thinking about recently and I've been thinking about group shots and how much I dread the idea of doing group shots. But what I quite like the idea of, there's not many occasions where you get to go to an awesome venue and have eight or nine models dressed up to the nines. I might just start trying to make them look like GQ. Uh, like double spreads. I might just have that in my head every time I enter one and just see how ridiculous I can make them look, like just totally over the top.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> like those Vanity Fair shoots, you know, where everyone's sitting at different, you know, you can make them look quite special, couldn't you? That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna, yeah. I might start trying to do it. I don't have the skills,
0: but I've got some ideas, so I might <laughs> give it a go. I'm really interested to know how you ended up getting to to where you are today.
2: Well, I I was working um, in Newcastle upon Tyne actually as a recruitment consultant, and um, I was an awful recruitment consultant. So I was, you know, I don't know. never it never felt that it was the job I was going to do for the rest of my life. And um, uh, my dad had, you know, been into cameras. And in fact, upstairs in the office, I've got a. A collection of Nikon cameras you know I've got I must have 85 on the shelf or something it's quite amazing so I think I got a I, I knew I liked photography anyway and when I was in Newcastle I tried to become a photographer whilst working in recruitment um but you know there's not much going on there you know really I, I called a couple of adding photographers and some sports photographers, but none of them wanted to give an assistant a chance. So I ended up actually doing a short kind of course at one of the colleges, um, you know, developing some film. We'd go on a group outing and we'd all shoot some stuff together. And that was, you know, great and kind of, um, you know, made me think oh maybe I still can do this um but I don't know a year later I was still doing recruitment and Sean, and I my partner just decided that enough was enough and we're going to go traveling so we traveled and on the way around um you know in I think we we're in New Zealand or somewhere we were kind of this light bulb moment came and was like I'm going to be a photographer <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and Sharm was like, well, you know, it's quite a kind of, um, you know, you're, you're, you went to art college and, you know, you're, you're quite good at making things and, you know, anyway. What did you do at art college? What did you study at art college? Um, what did I study at art college? God, it was a long time ago now. <laughs> um, well, you do kind of a round robin, don't you? You do graphics and you do um, design and stuff and a bit of fashion. I remember making some dodgy coat in fashion once. But... I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. And we, we mostly smoke weed in the car park and an old larder, if I'm honest. But, um, but... Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was fantastic. And that actually gave me uh, uh, the qualifications to go to university where I did industrial design but um that was that was great but i spent most of my time in a nightclub called bed in sheffield and um, walked out with a third so there wasn't much chance of me being a designer with such board <laughs> qualifications <laughs>
0: You did not do too badly for someone that was studying in a larder in a car park.
2: Yeah, well Exactly. You know, it's all good experience, isn't it? And, you know, I think that's one thing I always say as well. I don't regret having done any of these things, you know, being a recruitment consultant and so on. But, um, yeah, but from there we went off and I started, we went to Australia because I ran out of bloody money. So um, I needed to get a job and you get a visa. And And so am I going on a bit? Is no, it no, good? No, okay. no, 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 we've got all the time in the world, <laughs> oh, mate. This is perfect. I love it. I'm in, Dave. I'm in. I'm with oh, you in Australia, great. mate. Here we go. So I just kind of um, thought, well, how am I going to do this? So I literally, you know, got the yellow pages out and just listed down the photographers and just called all these studios. And most of them thought, who is this weird English guy calling? <laughs> you know, and eventually this chap answered the phone. He was like, well... I don't know, I don't really need an assistant, but come down anyway, we'll have a chat. And then he asked me, can I use Photoshop? And I was like, a little bit. And he was like, you're not what I'm looking for. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. Um, You know, what can you do? And he was like, but my old assistant, he needs someone, I reckon, give him a call. So I popped down to a place in Waterloo, just outside Sydney, um, met this guy called Josh Evans, and you know, I showed him some photography, and he was like, "Most of it shit." <laughs> <laughs> and it's I was like, a, "Oh, you know, that's so just funny like, that I played." Right. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, "This one, this one's all right, though. This one's all right." <laughs> and, and he was like, "Well, you know," um, and then he kind of was ushering me out. And then, as we were leaving, uh, as I was leaving, <laughs> um, I said to him, "Oh, your surname's Evans." And he was like, yeah, yeah. I said, you must be Welsh somewhere down the line. He goes, yeah, my grandfather was Welsh. And I said, I'm half Welsh. And he was like, <laughs> he said, you've got the bloody job. And, <laughs> and that, I'm not joking. That's, 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 amazing. How it, that's how it went. And then, um, anyway, and then... <laughs> From there, I then did work for them for free for eight weeks and was just, you know, the general uh, studio dog's body, you know, and it was, but it was bloody brilliant. And, you know, when Sham was working in the city, making some money, I was, um, you know, kind of in the studio helping out, you know, and they thought I was mad. You know, I kept on coming back and then, you know, eventually they started paying me and um, yeah. That was, that was nice of them. Yeah, you know, it was. They're really nice guys. You know, it was just, I had no experience. So they weren't going to pay me anything particularly. But um, yeah, so that was good. And then I started working for a few other guys out there. And then that's when I kind of figured out what I wanted to do in photography a little bit. So um, I started working with this guy called Duncan Robinson, who shot for OK Magazine out in out in uh, you know Australia, and just had the best time working with him and so then, when I kind of was ready to go home, I thought that 's what I want to do you know that's the kind of magazines i'd like to work for and um so you know when we eventually came back to the u k those are the people I targeted you know well, what was it you saw in the o OK! k magazine stuff that that really drew you in? I just really liked working on set with you know it was great it's a nice team isn't it everyone's there for a nice day to take some nice pictures you know and uh, we often went to these amazing locations you know like beach houses where the you know and after work we'd have beers in the water and that was always pretty good and um you know I don't know it was just I liked I got on with him and his team and I just thought it was really nice and friendly and yeah I just enjoyed it yeah that was what it was are you still in touch with him? This is his Duncan Robinson? Yeah. No, no. And do you know what? I've Googled him so many times and it's, you can kind of, his website's still up, but it doesn't look like it's been renewed for years. It's like he's disappeared off the world, but he was, <laughs> he, he was really good. He was a great guy. Amazing, su- amazing surfer. You didn't kill him, did you, Dave? No, I didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Killed him, stole all his clients, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> U- usual thing. <laughs> yeah. But one of the um, biggest things that happened to me in Australia um, was one of the friends we made out there was um, the advertising executive for Lego Australia. And um, they were doing their Christmas campaign. And she, um, she said, oh, you know, do you want to do it? And I was like, uh, mate, yeah. I mean, I don't think I can, but I'll, I'll give it a whirl. And it was photographing this tiny little Santa Lego man. And this thing went all the way around Australia on billboards, on buses, you know, for their big campaign. I got, I got, I think she paid me something like three and a half thousand Australian dollars. And it was my first ever kind of paid gig. So I bought a 5D Mark II and, you know, and then I was able to start test shooting, you know. I didn't just buy the camera. I bought a lens as well, of course. But, um, you know, yeah, it was pretty good. Did you get to keep the little Santa guy? Yeah, I've still got him in my bedside drawer upstairs. Ah, I love and that. yeah.
1: So I was going to ask you, how did you find that transition then, from going from Australia? Then you come back to London. Did you come back to London, or do you go anywhere? No.
2: Yeah, I I, went, I came back to London on my own. I stayed with a with a friend of mine. He had a spare room, and um, Sharm was working on a contract uh, up in Newcastle. Still, kind of, I think she, you know. We both wanted to see if it was going to happen for me. You know. And so um, I was down here nine months on my own. And, you know, as I said before, you know, I don't regret anything I've done in terms of work-wise, uh, whether it's working a pub or being in recruitment. And, you know, I got when I got back here, I used kind of those recruitment sales skills, I think. And I, I walked around, you know, the streets to all these different agencies, photography agencies, and I handed my business card in, you know, and I was like, oh, hi, I'm David Cummins, you know. Did did you get
1: any? Did you get any? Did anybody call you back? Did anybody like say, "Hey, Dave," you know what was? Yeah,
2: I got I I got quite a few jobs from it. That's amazing.
1: That's amazing. I think that. Yeah, I think not a lot of people would actually do that. Would you do that, Dan? I don't know if I do that. You see, I'm not sure if I'm that confident to go and just drop my card into. But yeah, it makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. But I think that's a really bold, brave, like
2: yeah. But if you think about it, yeah. The main thing about being an assistant, I think, is that the photographers want to see that you're, you know, you're mm. a likable, normal, normal person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or that there's the kind of person that they can have on set. So, you know, you don't get to meet the photographers at the agencies, but you get to meet their agent and they're like, this guy's balls. He's just walked in with the business cards, you know? Mm. I mean, you know, so, and it kind of yeah. worked out. And then they put me on a little list and, um, you know, I you know, started working for a few different people. Of course, I got a few you know i pressed a buzzer on a few doors and they were like yeah mate what are you doing go away but other than that you know it was quite it was quite it was quite good really
1: how many would you say you went to i want to know how many you went to. i want to know like what was the hit rate so so you went to 10 and three called you back or you went to a hundred and i went to more than 10 i went went to more than 10 (laughs) (laughs)
2: loads like Like, as many as i could and all of a sudden you know (laughs) <laughs> and it Tell me stop how until many Dave, 20, 30? I, 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 I haven't got. I I didn't write the figures down. I'm sorry. But, Interesting. Um, Interesting. And and so so. Let me like, just let me just get this clear.
1: So there's little Dave. He's come back from Australia. Yeah. He's got he's got a load of business cards and he's like, I had an epic tan. Hello, David here. I've come to drop off my card. And what did you have a portfolio <laughs> on a website that you or did you have a book with you or was it just a card? Um, and then I don't look. think
2: I showed anyone my website in those days. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> i did a couple of test shoots out in australia and you know god look it was awful you know but hey you know but um they don't really you know they just want someone to come and help with the with the mm. gear who knows about the gear you know it, it's fine you know so yeah it was really mm. good mm. it worked out well yeah yeah interesting and um god what happened where do we go through from there i suppose i started um then I started assisting a couple of people regularly. And um, I worked for this French lady for a while, French photographer. And um, we used to shoot at Holborn Studios all the time, but she lived down in Stockwell. And at the time, she, well, by this time, Shard had moved up and uh, we were living in Islington together. And um, so she'd make me help her pack the car in the morning. And so I'd come from basically next door to Holborn Studios all the way down to Stockwell, pack her car, and then we drive all the way back up from where I'd already come from. And then we do the job. And then afterwards I'd have to drive all the way to bloody Stockwell and then get the train. It was a nightmare. she paid it's me. She paid me eighty five pounds as well. It was wow. Uh, yeah, I know. It wasn't a lot of money. But um, hey, it was a great experience and she was a nice lady, so you know, it was great. It was great. what
0: do you think you took from those early experiences from the sort of knocking on doors the grinding away for 85 quid a day like is there anything that sort of persisted that you still sticks with you today
2: well i don't know i always i felt like i had to make it work do you know what i mean um and what did i take away from those experiences that i probably didn't want to be an assistant for too long
1: um. <laughs> like, but but I think I you must have been passionate about photography to want to make it to work right there's got to be like for you to go knock on those doors for you to to yeah. work for 85 quid you you can't just you can't just like photography you've got to you've got to be passionate there's got to be something inside of you that says yeah. I really want to do this right otherwise it's like you know I think lots of people will you know I know lots of people will not do what you've done to be successful so I think I think in that Instance is this 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 deep-seated love for for taking pictures. You must it must be inside you to to
2: want to do it.
1: Was it was it the, was it this this idea of failure was that driving you forward? You think.
2: I think I, I didn't want to fail, obviously. And I felt like I had to make it work. But at the same time, I, you know, really enjoyed working, being on set. I, you know, like someone, I've got so many good friends I work with who work with each other regularly. You know, I love being on set and I love being, hanging out with the people. And I love also, you know, creating something magic. And also, I think everyone would admit, you know, it's so nice, you know, not all the time, but occasionally you get an email and um, it says, oh, you know, the director of the magazine or the editor loved it and you know and that just makes me you know that's amazing for me you know that's what that's what you live for really <laughs> that's it's, what you live for yeah, Dave. it's when it's when they say nothing you're like oh can't, can't have been that bad uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for seven weeks and then you get an email saying it was okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always remember actually I did um Well, you know, one of the shoots I did was um, I shot Vanessa Feltz once for OK Magazine, and um, bless her, she'd been on she'd been on radio all morning, and uh, she turned up to my shoot with a migraine, and we were it was for her kind of um, her grandson's first birthday, and by the time Vanessa came and had her makeup done, the grandson had been there early in the morning, and he was kind of you know just totally whacked, and so all the photos just him crying, and. (laughs) It was an absolute nightmare. And I just remember the, I had to go into the office as well, into the OK. And it was all the, like, the, there was the picture editors. There was the editor of the magazine. There was must have been 10 people in the room. And I, and I was on my knees just with like a laptop on the desk going through the images. And they were like, no, no, <laughs> no. And it was just soul-destroying. Honestly, I've never been through anything like it.
0: (laughs) How do you talk people like that round? Because this is something, so anybody that hasn't actually looked at David's work yet, you, you should definitely go and look at it. Every single one of those portraits, there's a connection there, right? These people, they don't look fed up. They don't look like their grandson hasn't been sleeping all day they don't look like they've been on a set that they're unhappy with all day talk me through your process of 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 what you're doing to try and ingratiate yourself with your subjects
1: yeah dave i'll I'll be vanessa (laughs) Phelps. hi david
2: (laughs) do you know what on that day there was nothing that could be done i don't think i worked for them for about six months after that Well at least you did get to work with them again though, I think. Yeah, I something. did, yeah. You know, so eventually, you know, wormed my way back in. But um yeah, you know, it's it's that's that's the job though, isn't it? That's for me. It's it's it is I do my research, for instance. Do you know what I mean? So right. before before we go to a shoot, I'll look on their Instagram and I don't know, you'll see if there's some tenuous link. Maybe they're friends with someone you've shot recently, or you know, you've got to do your background, you know where they've been recently, have you been there? You know, just to help you have the conversation, the first instance. I also think as well, especially with celebrities, you've got to be so prepared. Do you know what I mean? You know, we, we, yeah. meter, we meter everything up before we get started so that that first shot is pretty much perfect. Do you know what I mean? So that when they come, because they want to they wanna check the makeup on the screen, and even that first test shot, if they don't like it, they don't like where you've set up, what yeah. they look like you kind of all of a sudden they're they're a bit nervous do you know what i mean so that it's all that preparation all, referencing you know before we start the job you know I, I sit on the night before and i'll you know i'll go from my phone on pinterest or on something else and find some nice references to try and work on and technical technical question do you shoot tethered or not do you yeah always always yeah. tethered until it well often i mean and you would know. you would you
1: have the client there looking at what What work is coming out of the camera straight away? Or or is it your assistant? No, usually the client, they're looking at the images coming.
2: Yeah, I'm down there. I I work with a laptop and then I've got a tall um, screen, which is set in a portrait you know, it's upwards and um, it's just a cheap Dell screen, but it, it works with beauty. And um, yeah, I sometimes have that so I can just see that. But I never, I never let the talent see what, what I'm shooting because uh, sometimes they can start, Not it's better, it's better they're getting a flow, do you know what it I mean?
1: T- it takes a while to get used to, doesn't it? Having the client sat over your shoulder, looking at exactly the files that are coming in from the camera. Like the first time you do that, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I better... My horizon is not that straight I made mean, we me move it up a little bit. You know, you get... I always found that quite a pressure situation until you've done it. A couple of times, then you just don't care anymore, do you? You're just like, okay. It's, it's like forgetting that they're almost there in a way.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know... It's not just the, the the client, but the talent as well. If um, that's, you know, it can be a massive pressure, but I, I find it does help. And normally it's a bit of a, ooh, I can see it on the big screen. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: Have you never been tempted to get one of the 85 Nikons back down and just start doing it in film so nobody can see
2: anything? <laughs> <laughs> it, if, I, if I was doing it on a Nikon in film, honestly, it probably will be terrible, but um, <laughs> I like to be able to see what's going on. But um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you, do you shoot any film these days, Dave, or not?
2: Absolutely not. No, sorry. Well, I've got—I have actually got um, a Nikon on my desk, actually upstairs, with a roll of film in it, and uh, it came out on one holiday, and it's never been out since. Come on, Dave, shoot the kids with it. Shoot the kids with it. I know. I should do. I should do. Yeah, I—I'm going to. It's my New Year's resolution, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> next year. Next. Next year. That's a next year, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do um, uh,
0: you know? I've never actually shot tethered. I can imagine it is properly nerve wracking.
2: Well, it's 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 you know. I, it's not. I I, I don't have. A, I've done it for years, so it's not it's not an issue really anymore. But um, the most annoying thing, is, I think as most people would know, well, people that shoot tether a lot is the is the cables. You know, <laughs> the cable, the cable. You know, I'll, I'll be shooting away, and then all of a sudden they're not coming in. I'm like, and you know what's going on? You know, we're <laughs> o- we're over to the pro centre. I'm like, say, Gabriel, go over to the pro centre, get a new cable, quick. You know. <laughs> Because, you know, when I'm running yeah. over the cables on my wheelie chair and, you know, I'm getting old. So I like to sit down a lot these days and um, <laughs> not actually that old, guys, by the way. Do you have a, <laughs> do you, do you have a rocking chair, do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it's fine for me. You know, I wouldn't work anywhere the way. And uh, my clients mostly get annoyed if, if you have to go to the back of the camera and they're viewing, you know, something on the back of a tiny screen. It, mm. It's not the not, same. It's not, not for what I not for what I'm doing, really. Yeah, yeah. I know as a
0: photographer just, you know, doing street photography and that kind of stuff, I I don't even like looking at the back of the camera. So I can't imagine what it's like for somebody that's paying lots of money to to have you there doing
1: it. I always used to find it a little bit like, like they say, the first couple of times were like, oh, my God. But you just, I just think it's helpful in a way because they're making the selection for you, which makes the editing process down the line much quicker because you don't have to go through like, five or six hundred photos you're going through 30 that the, the client has chose which makes it like yeah the, the, the whole process much more efficient doesn't it
2: definitely I mean. De- and often now my clients sit there and you know we, we do like a one star i do a one star folder and a two star folder and then they do all the one stars and then i come in for the last 30 you know and say oh you know i sure, you know i'd prefer that one and you know i get a little bit of input still but um yeah i quite like it that way really you know it takes the pressure off <laughs>
0: So, I mean, obviously, you said that you're you're having a snoop around on Instagram, and you're sort of doing a bit of research into the into the subjects that are coming into the studio. Are there any specific things that you're also doing, or is it just literally starting a conversation that you can build on as quickly as you possibly can?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm a bit of a people person. I think, really, you know. I love a chat, you know, and <laughs> I think I know when to have a chat and not to have a chat. Um, you know, I, I think it, I feel like it comes quite naturally to me, really. You know, I've got one of my really good photography friends, Malcolm Menzies. He's an amazing photographer, by the way, but he does he does interiors. And for him, you know, the thought of, you know, lots of people in a, re- I think he'd he'd rather not have that. And it, he's not that type of photographer, but it definitely plays to my skills. And I think that's why I've ended up, you know doing those kind of shoots really and, and being probably, a, you know, a little bit successful at it, you know. What what shoots do you get the most
1: enjoyment out of? Like, is it the fitness stuff? Is it the, okay, what, what, what gives you the most
2: sort of joy? I, like, I, I enjoy, you know, all the clients I work for at the moment I really enjoy working with. Um, I have, recent, well, over the last two years, been doing some books with Harper Collins, some fitness books. And um, recently we did Courtney Black's new fitness book, um, it's called the Pocket PT, and that came out just before Christmas, or just after Christmas, sorry. And then we've just done one for Mark Wright as well. And I really enjoy those. You know, we go to some great locations and. Um, that's been really good fun, actually. And it's something I'm trying to push more, really. Um, I've got another one coming up for Jem Atkinson. How long would those shoots last for, for a book
1: project? Is it a day? Is it a couple of days? Or it's two,
2: it's two or three days. Normally okay. do we do all the um, fitness moves in the studio, uh, what we have done for these books anyway, um, you know, over a whole day. And then maybe some cover options as well. And then we kind of go to a location to shoot the other ones, you know. So, yeah.
1: It's... I'm curious to know, obviously you shoot...
2: A lot, a lot of stills, but you do much video as well these days? Yeah, that is something that has just started. Um, so I've just bought myself a Blackmagic Cinema 4K and we've got um, bought a slider and we've got some lav mics and we've bought um, a shotgun mic and a boom <laughs> and we've got uh, bought a couple of um, ARRI lights as well to light it up nicely and um, bought 2K. Just a Fresnel and a little 650 and then I anyway 've got we've bought a' bit, I've bought quite a lot of gear at the moment and i 'm um, feeling a lot of my clients at the moment are after both you know so in order to keep myself busy i 'm thinking you know if i 'm offering both you know they 're going to choose me potentially over other people you know i'm I just going
1: to give you some personal experience of shooting video and stills for clients and that I always found eventually, I mean, it, this, this is just different job. On the advertising jobs, for instance, they'd say, oh, can you can do a bit of video as well. And when we first started, we did, like we used to do, like Roman would shoot the stills and I'd shoot the video or he'd shoot the video and I'd shoot the stills. But eventually it, it got got to this point where It was quite, it's really time consuming video. Video is like, it's it's not a still, it's so much a quicker process. And we found that it became this distraction. It took your mind off like the main. And so having, we basically eventually had somebody that would shoot, like we had a cameraman basically that we'd freelance on certain jobs that we could bring in and you can basically make money off the cameraman. So you're not, you don't have to put your time and skills Mm -hmm. into it, but you're paying somebody and making a bit off the top. And then just doing the edit yeah 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 and i just from personal experience but i suppose it's different right because you're doing much more i suppose quicker E
2: yeah at the oh. moment like for the for the magazine certainly you know gabriel hutchinson who i work with um um He's doing a lot of the video work, do you know what I mean, really? And I'll come in when we're doing the interview and direct it a little bit, I suppose. But um, he's doing the heavy lifting there, certainly. And he's far better at it than me. You know, I've really just purchased the gear, to be honest. And he's, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. He, he's, he's wonderful. And, and the nice thing about what we're doing is, is that actually we don't have any, any involvement at the moment with the edit. So That, just, that is a joy, right? This is a joy, you know, yeah. we're, we're just handing over the, the rushes and the sound and psh, they're dealing with it, which is great for me at the moment, because again, I think, as I said earlier with the wedding stuff, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I'd rather it doesn't hang over me that stresses me out, you know, so it's just gone. It's done, you know, has,
0: has using, um, her shooting in video, has that, has that informed any of your stills? Have you sort of changed your mind on some, on some stuff or are you still exactly the way you was?
2: Yeah, do you know what? Recently, I think, I think it has lighting-wise, definitely.
1: Yeah, I was just going to jump in and say, like, the difference between flash and constant light, and and how with the constant light source, you can—it's almost because you can see what the light is doing. It, it just informs how you can sculpt a bit more. Do you find that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I really like it. Actually, I quite like constant light at the moment. The only problems I'm having with it a little bit is obviously, you know. Um, sharpness issues sometimes which not all my clients really want you know what i mean and you're, you're missing some great frames sometimes i mean some people might think it looks great slightly you know not sharp but there's a, um, there's,
1: there's a fashion photographer um his name is simon winnell and do you know simon winnell have you seen ever seen his work but he just uses aries and i think he uses like um constant light source and his work some of his work is unbelievable and i i i, I and he was just talking about how he likes using constant light because it allows him to to see that final image kind of as he's shooting it rather than this, you know, I, I know Flash is a skill as well and you can make some beautiful work with Flash, but I just, uh, you need to see it to see what I mean. If you just have a look at it, you can tell there's something about the way the light is hitting the models and the scene and you and it just, it, it almost brings a sort of surrealist feeling to it. It's yeah. almost... You know, it's like it's not quite real.
2: Certainly since having the um, the two ARRI lights, I've got a bit carried away of using my barn doors on them, to be honest. So I think it's a phase. I think it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> if I, I did it on a shoot yesterday. Um, but it's only so many runs I can do that for, isn't there? Until people are like, well, we've seen this before, David, stop it. <laughs>
0: I mean, it might make you unique. That might be your USP from now on.
2: Yeah, you know, it might be my... yeah. Dave the barn door come in. (laughs) 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 You know, in fact, you know... Depending on um you know, I've had a few assistants over the years and certainly um the assistant I'm working with at the moment, or Gabriel, you know, who shoots the video as well, you know, we get to work and it's quite he's excited about it, about the light and stuff. So we try and we're trying to do lots of different things at the moment and you know, um which is try and be a bit more creative with it because you can get stuck in your way and, you know, just light stuff the same way over and over again. And then I just get sick of it, you know. And so it's good to be changed trying new things anyway.
0: It sounds like there's a real push for sharpness from your clients. Have you ever tried to play around with motion? I know that I've only ever really shot fitness once, and it was for my cousin, who's a PT. I, I know nothing about fitness um, in terms of like editorial and like portrait work. So I was just approaching it from a purely documentary point of view and the whole thing like i think i was approaching with well they're moving around a lot so surely i've got to be capturing the motion and i slow the shutter down just specifically for that does that just not fly then in the commercial world
2: well i think no i'm not saying it doesn't but um you know i think if you're doing the lifestyle section of the book you know, you'd probably get away with some nice, blurry, sexy images, but certainly in the more kind of, the image, instructional images, I think they'd want them pretty pin sharp. So, yeah, definitely you can, you certainly could hand something something in with some movement, I think. It depends what the art director wants as well, you know, and, um, yeah. So, I try. you know, a lot of my jobs, you know, are, are led by an art director or a picture editor, you know, that they really hand me a brief and I follow it, you know, so... And how much, how much direction does the art director have? Are they, are they on,
1: when they're on set, are they on set and when they're yeah. on set?
2: Yeah. Um, when you do your first job with them, I think they, because they, they've not worked with you before, perhaps there's more direction, but after you've got a relationship with them and you work them, for them, they just let you get on with it really. Once I've seen the references and how they, they want it done, you know, and I normally work quite quickly, which I think a lot of my clients quite, quite like, you know, um, I don't deliberate over stuff too much, um, you know, unless it's going wrong, and then I can. You know. <laughs> do you know? Do you know when you've got it? Do you know? Is is it like?
1: Is there a moment when you're shooting? You're like, okay, click, click. Yeah, okay, that's it.
2: Yeah. That's it. That's it. We're done. Let's go home. We're done. Definitely. And do you know, when I first started, I would just you know shoot and shoot and shoot, and then now I kind of get to the stage where I'm a bit like, yeah, I think we've got this, and then you know, <laughs> occasionally a client will be like, yeah, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want about me yeah. <laughs> and that that's a low moment <laughs>
0: are you ever right do, do they ever change their mind
2: well during the shoots yeah yeah
0: oh yeah definitely yeah yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely
0: Where well, you do the next 20 and they look back at the one where you said yeah it's coming down the line now lads that there it is that's, that's the shot and they go
1: actually you were right I think you have a lot of power in those situations, don't you? Like you can, you're almost, I feel like, like these art directors and the clients, they're all quite malleable, right? And they mm. come in, they're looking at your pictures and they, they want your input of what you think the best work is
2: sometimes, right? And so, yeah, they do. And it's some, and often, you know, um, if you're working with a team, you can talk people into liking pictures of it. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. This right? one's great. It's totally <laughs> like, what you're after. Oh my, oh my God, that <laughs> one is so good. And they're like,
1: oh yeah, I get it, right? And like you could choose no, you couldn't choose anyone. But you, on on the whole, I think it is a lot of the job as as a photographer is basically you're a negotiator and you're trying
2: to persuade people to yeah to like what you like right. That's yeah.
1: that's that's part of the skill.
2: And do you know what's quite interesting as well. I shot. Um, the lovely uh, shot, Gail Porter, um, two days ago, and she's really such a nice lady. And, um, you know, she could have peered over at some of the images. She's been like, Oh, I'm not sure about that outfit. And we were like, You look great. You know what I mean, and, you know, bless her. She was a bit like, I'm not sure about that one, but <laughs> you guys say it's great. So we'll go with it. You know, oh, she's so, she was so lovely though. I, she gets someone in, you know, far down in their career, far, you know, along in their career as her, I think. It's just, you know, quite happy to go along with what everyone else thinks. Do
0: you you remember the first celebrity you shot and like how how that came about?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, It was a friend of mine in Newcastle. I was was desperate to get a a celebrity on my, you know, on my portfolio because I think it really gives people confidence that you're actually okay at the job. And so I knew that one of my friends, Ben, in Newcastle, um, went to uni with uh, Peanut from the Kaiser Chiefs. And so um, I just, I just, you know, got on the phone to Ben and was like, "Oh, mate, do you reckon he'd let me come around and photograph him?" And he was like, "Well, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll contact him." And he was totally sound. He was like, "Yeah." So I went up to his house near Arsenal, and um, he's actually really interested in photography. Um, Nick Baines. I don't know if you, do you know him at all. From anyway, so he often takes a lot of shots on stage and stuff. So really, he just wanted to have a have a go up you know, on my camera and to see how the pro photo flash worked and he had a bit of, he took some portraits of me and I took some portraits of oh, him. amazing. It was brilliant and, you know, I got to hang around with Peanut for two hours. I was like, this is mega, <laughs> you know. <laughs> dead surreal, you know, so. How
0: were his portraits?
2: Yeah, not as good as mine, of course, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> i think they're probably better but anyway no but um, he was a great guy so kind and you know from that it just started to build up but that definitely um having celebrities on your portfolio does give clients confidence that you know you can you can photograph pretty well
1: Again, it shows that commitment, though, doesn't it? Like do you see this the C, C word is coming through, Dave, in, in everything oh, you do, and you know the commitment, knocking on the doors, and the commitment, getting peanuts number. Yeah. You know, there's there's a there's 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 a willingness to want to succeed. There, I can see it.
2: Yeah, definitely, and it's fun, isn't it? I mean, what's well, yeah. not fun about hanging out with Peanut for the day? It's like two, well, two hours, not a day. Let's not make more of it than it was. But um, I don't, he probably doesn't remember me. <laughs> He'd never forget you, David. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, so that was good, and then kind of went on with then. And then one of my first clients was the Sun, and um, I'd been um, I'd been doing some test shoots with one of the fashion assistants, and yeah, and then just kind of started shooting for them more regularly. I remember the first job I ever did for them. I was so nervous. I was just profusely sweating, and the poor makeup girl came over to me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like. (laughs) not really <laughs> God, and it's just that nerves and like you're just dripping with it right
1: I yeah can't, oh it's an uncomfortable feeling
2: yeah awful but anyway you know i got through it and you know it was any, it was a feature you know for the paper so it wasn't you know anything too challenging but you know god when you've not done it before and there's a whole you know team of professional people looking at you do this every day it's quite nerve-wracking do you remember what the shoot was uh someone who'd lost some weight i think yeah yeah, we used to do a lot of those back in the day for the paper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one of your talking points was Minty from EastEnders. Right, That's I don't it. watch EastEnders and I've got no idea who Minty is.
2: Oh, it was only a little... Well, I mentioned Malcolm Menzies before. He's one of my really good friends now. And um, at the time, I'd, um, got a, I'd contacted OK Magazine to see if I could assist for their in-house photographer. I think that was the first job i ever did for them and it was um i was the third assistant at minty's wedding. he used to be the mechanic i, I remember, remember minty, minty i remember bald-headed yeah, guy great, right yeah great guy. Yeah, yeah so we, we went to tower bridge you know they've got these rooms up in the in the columns there and we did this wedding shoot there and that's where i you know became friends with malcolm menzies who i've been friends with ever since you know um through photography and you know it was just a really good day. And the week after like we kind of, it was like, it's a bit like dating. It was like, <laughs> do you want to, do you want to meet up sometime kind of thing? And I was like, yeah, I'll have some beers. And we had, we had eight pints side of side the next week in Clapham somewhere. And, um, we were being friends ever since, you know what I mean? Stickers thieves. Yeah. And he's the person, he's funny. He calls me and I call him when a new client, when we either is get a new client, normally it's like some sort of advertising job and we're a bit like, God, what do you charge them? you know, what, 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 what are they going to use it for? Where's it going to go? And, none of, and every time we have the same bloody conversation. Um, and, and I always say, I mean, have a look at the AOP website. but It's civilly it's inflated. And, you know, if, if, if you put what they put, the client's never going to use you. But You know, I mean, that's one of our main conversations we have, you know, work conversations anyway. And um, yeah, I always remember using that once to, some, I think it was the you know it was a Blue Water shopping centre or something. We're doing some sort of hmm. advertising campaign and sent me an email about you know would you come forward and you know perhaps like to shoot this campaign for us and you know can he give us a price and stuff and I went on the AOP and I think it, it calculated at something like twenty five grand and <laughs> they, they they did not reply to the email. <laughs> they did not reply. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times where you just you think okay let's let's be a little bit greedy and then yes. You're nothing. Silence. Yes. But what, the way I think about it now, because it's still a, a problem I come across quite often, is I just kind of think, you know, I'm going to quote on this job. What what I'm going to uh, be happy with afterwards? And feel like I've not been. I want to walk away feeling like I've not been ripped off. Do you know what I mean? And that I've, you know, the fair a fair remuneration a fair, for the work yes. you put in, right? Yeah. I think that's it. I, you exactly. I think as long as it's
1: fair. For the effort that you're putting in. You're a happy man, right? Absolutely. Because yeah. those
2: figures they put on the, you know, the
1: website there on the AOP.
2: It's, you <laughs> who know, gets that's... them? Who gets
1: those? I don't know any, I don't know anybody who gets those figures,
2: yeah. to be honest. I went to a photography chat, actually, um, before COVID struck um, about just, I don't know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. But, um, there was a, a panel of photographers there and there's a lot of people, about a hundred people in the room. And I stuck my hand up at the end and I said, you know, they were all, they were all represented photographers and some really good photographers. And I said, oh, how do you price things? You know, it's just something I struggle with. You've got any tips, you know, you could give us. And uh, one of them said, you should ask your agent. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I haven't got an agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, the other one said, talk to other photographers. And I was like, I am right now, <laughs> and, and no one had an answer. It was incredible. I was just gobsmacked, you know. I got a question for you, Dave.
1: So, when you just mentioned agent, do you do you do you have any aspirations to be represented? Is that
2: something down the line you want to do, or is it not a path you want to go? Actually, I have thought about having an agent because, you know, you kind of see dollar signs in your eyes that you think, I oh, forget an agent, I'm going to be, you know, make a lot of money, <laughs> you know. The, gonna
1: job,
2: the jobs are going to roll in, you know. But, um, you know, you know, I've been doing it okay on my own and I've, yeah. I've had conversations with agents, in, in, you know, before. But often, you know, there's so many agents out there, aren't there? But um, it's finding the right fit for you, I suppose, isn't it? And I've not found one yet, I thought, that was potentially right for me and also maybe that they would had other people like me on their books already so it mm. wasn't do you, really do any of your like photography buddies are any of them represented or or not one of my friends Malcolm was for a bit and I think when he joined the agency there was a lot of chat about developing and so on and in the end there wasn't a lot of development that went on for him and it, it didn't it didn't really suit him really
1: I'm kind of interested in knowing, like, what percentage do you think of top photographers are represented by an agent, and then after they've been represented, how much more success, if it does give them more success, does it generate? Like, I mean, the good ones, I imagine, you're getting good work all the time, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I work for lots of different like ad agencies, and and most of them are quite happy to miss out that middleman. Like, I I found in 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 what I've done, they've never really like. You know, they've not bothered if it hasn't. And I've worked for some big advertising agencies like Publicis and Grand Union. And they've never, they've never said, oh, you know, you need to be represented to come and work for us. And I'm wondering, sometimes I think, oh, I'd love to be represented, you know, getting somebody just bringing me a nice drip feed of work all the time, you know, lovely. <laughs> but but I, I don't think it's like that unless you,
2: unless you're incredibly lucky, really. I think you still have to work pretty hard. You know, I think they expect a lot of you to help them get the clients and stuff, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an easy route, I still think, you know. And actually, you know, if you take an agent and then you get out the habit of getting your own jobs, potentially afterwards, you're going to get lazy. I think you mm. always need to be able to look after yourself personally. Do you know what I mean? And find those jobs yourself because relying on the third party is just... I wonder if there's a bit of a survivorship bias with the...
1: The people that have stuck with agents and they're massively successful. i had I had a chat. I had a chat with um. I can't think what her name was now, but she's she runs like this creative agency that helps photographers. And it was about maybe I don't know. Me and Roman were were in our heyday of soda and things were going really great. And and she said the agents, all the agents, were dying. Like that, the middleman was dying. That you didn't need it anymore. But then, like a year later, she posted this article about how great agents were and how important it was to be represented. And I was like, "Well, you just told me the opposite." thing. <laughs> Maybe my work wasn't very good, and she just wasn't honest. I was thinking, you know. But it's I, I'm I'm just curious of that. That's something we can explore. I, I'd like to explore the agent route, just in terms of speaking to a few and 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 finding out exactly. Like I, I mean, I imagine if you get a good agent and like they they have Nike and Adidas and all those big brands on their names, that they're they going to be bringing you
2: regular work. I, have you ever tried like what? Well, like, I, think, like, I I will say one thing before is is that. The game's changed slightly as well, I think, with social media, you know, in terms of big advertising campaigns, you know, long gone are the days where they spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, on on a on a billboard, you know. I mean, they're still happening for sure, but I think those jobs aren't out there as much as they used to be. Um, you know, people, well, agencies, uh, companies, sorry, you know, businesses are looking to spend their money in a more targeted way, I think, with kind of more indie, you know, photographers, agencies, do you know what I mean? It's it's those big kind of like, perhaps companies like Grey, perhaps, I don't know, or some of the other ones, you know, are probably finding it more difficult these days than it was, certainly. How, how do you treat your social media now?
1: Um, I I hate, I hate it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's three of us. I think I've not met a photographer that likes Instagram. There's not one, I mean, I suppose the, one, the influencers like it because they're, Making the kind of cash off the back of it but like i mean like it's an it's an interesting thing i really dislike instagram and i love it and i hate it and i i find it frustrating and time consuming and i mean have you got any work out of instagram that's another question no i,
2: no. I mean no I don't, have i no i don't think so no, I've only got like a thousand, one hundred and thirty followers or something. But, you know, I've got there's a, there was a photographer about two years ago, let's say, and I was shooting for a, a magazine and um, I was on the shoot and they said, oh, we got such and such in um, last last week. We found them on on social media, you know, and, you know, this person had I mean, um, probably hundreds of thousands of followers, but they only did one job for them. And then that was the relationship over. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, mm. you, know, I, you know, I'm not saying look at me. I'm just saying, you know, I'd worked for that client for quite you know, a few years and, you know, nurtured a relationship. And, you know, I'd been in to see them with my book and stuff. And yeah, and that that really worked. So I don't know. I think a lot of people put a lot of onus on um, social media in terms of they throw all their cards in there, you know, and they think, that you know, someone's going to find me on Instagram. It's going to be amazing. They're going to hire me. I don't think it's like that, really. Ah, I, I agree. And, and, mm. they're, and they're kind of sitting there waiting for the phone to ring, you know. That's the feeling I get. And they're like, oh, why is the phone not ringing? Why, why has
1: nobody contacted me? You know, why is nobody looking at my great work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've not been discovered true. yet. You know, I, I think it's true. I think it's true. I think you... And I think there's something... I think there's something more rewarding as well by going out and finding those clients and building those relationships that hopefully you have for 10, 20, 30 years, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that you're not going to get from a, like, I mean, I made good friends via Instagram. Don't get me wrong. I've made some good photography friends via via it, but never, never, ever got any work from it at all. The only way I've got work is by friends, word of mouth, by, by basically going out and finding it rather than you know, hopefully dreaming that one day this ma- magic piece of work is going to come flying down the internet and land on my doors. It just doesn't happen. I, I just think
2: it's a well, myth. Sorry, there must be some, must be people listening to this thinking, oh my God, but I get loads of jobs on <laughs> Instagram. <missing out. laughs> <laughs> who, who are these idiots? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we're the losers who never get any work with with our 2,000 followers between us. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I've, I I I do wonder sometimes though if people forget the social side of social media and they just look at the media side. I I swear to God, the next person that tells me they need to make some content, I'm going to punch them in the stupid face. Yeah. Like you're not making content, you're making it should be art, right? You're you're making yeah. something. You yeah. you should be making something. It shouldn't be just content.
2: What What blows my mind is though. You know, when I go on a shoot, I'm 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 on the shoot. I'm thinking first of all, get in there. You know let's get all the gear set up. Right. Okay. Um, let's get the computer on. Right. Let's go through the, the what the client's asking me to do Let's chat to the clients, chat to the talent, you know, and then you're getting on with the job. Where do these, you know, you look at other photographers reels on their Instagram, you know, whatever, you, you know, and, um, it's, or the story, sorry. That's how out of touch I am with it. You know, <laughs> the story, <laughs> sorry. Story <thing. laughs> and I'm thinking, how how the hell did they find time in their day to to do twenty different items on their story of the shoot? I mean, what does the client think as well when they're just snapping away in the background doing, you know, bing yeah, 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 yeah. all day? I mean, <laughs> mental. It is mental. It is mental. It's another world, Dave. It's another world. <laughs>
1: Honestly, it's it's totally beyond me. You see wedding
0: photographers doing it too, and you just wonder, like...
1: (laughs) 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 You've got these 19-year-olds, they're taking real just to keep them, you
2: know, going over the edge. You know, but what is amazing, you look at some of the young people doing, you know, doing the Instagram, um, you know, and... um, (laughs) Doing the gram. (laughs) Doing the gram, and um, you kind of... They're amazing at it, though, the videos, you know, what they're editing together on these apps and stuff. I mean, it's mental, isn't it? You know, like, I'm just probably massively behind the times i was uh, gonna say just old just <laughs> freaking old you know but um i'm not even 40 paul give us a break Gee. are you not
1: 40 yet Dave? No, mate. are you like you're lying i'm
2: come not on. i'm not i'm 40 i look me i got here you haven't got here <laughs> I'm, I'm 39 mate come on no way yeah, yeah i know everyone says that no, no way <laughs> you're joking <laughs>
1: Yeah. You don't look a day over fifty bucks. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
2: you know, tough paper round when I was a kid. <laughs> I got my dad to do mine for me, see, that's what it was. That's why you're, that's why you're so freaking handsome. <laughs>
0: Paul was getting sacked from McDonald's.
1: Yeah, I got I got sacked from McDonald's for giving free food to my mates, basically. Chicken nuggets, a massive box of twenty nuggets. Uh-oh. I gave him three boxes. He had sixty nuggets and I lost my job. Broke God, his God. man.
2: I always remember going to McDonald's when we were younger and um, you'd walk to the front of the counter without having, you just literally walk in and he goes, I just, I I put my food down on the table. I went to the toilet. Someone's cleared my food away. And then the fellow would be like, oh God, I'm sorry about that. What was you have, big <laughs> meal? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I haven't
0: heard that one before. That's that's pretty clever.
2: It's a classic. I only worked yeah. so many times in the same McDonald's, though. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: never saw you come in.
1: We should call this podcast "How to Rip Off McDonald's."
2: <laughs> no, I'm going to get a letter in a minute, aren't I, from McDonald's? You know, no, you know, I'm sure they're not listening. Um, yeah. they, they might anyway, you,
0: they've probably got some pretty good jobs going.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, if it was a food photographer, you know, <laughs>
0: they, have some, they have some stuff. They have some stuff with like videos of people. I reckon some of that might be up your street. Maybe I don't know. It's not really fitness, is it? It's like the opposite of fitness. <laughs> it's anti-fitness,
1: yeah, exactly i going come i'm going to going come on to a little bit more of a serious question just about mental health and how you how you like because it's quite a solitary job sometimes right That you're mm. on your how how do you find those moments
2: kind of linking that what you've just said to the social media you know there was a period where I was um you know looking on on Instagram and seeing other photographers doing the kind of jobs that I you know with my clients obviously they don't just use one photographer. You know, and these, you know, a mixture of people. And I was looking at it thinking, you know, why is he doing that one today? Why haven't they asked me to do that? And I was getting really annoyed about it, you know, it was eating me up. So, do you know what? I just, I came off Facebook and I just started, I just unfollowed all these different photographers and, and some clients. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't have to see it, you know, and then I was just a happier person instantly.
0: Do you think it's like an imposter syndrome or something? Like, I know I've suffered from that. You look at what everybody else is doing and you think, oh, uh, uh, what's
2: going on with me? Like, why am I not doing that? Yeah, just doubting yourself, aren't you, I think? Just thinking, God, did I screw up the last job? Because, you know, you're only ever as good as your last job, aren't you? You know, mm. it's as simple as that, especially with a client that you shoot for regularly. You know, one mess up and they're like, oh, God, really? You know, so, yeah, but, I mean, generally, I'm pretty, you know, I work regularly and cause I work with a, you know, team of people, you know, I don't find it that solitary, I suppose. But, um, if there's a gap in my work, you know, like school holidays is a classic one, isn't it? No one shoots in school holidays. Well, they do, you know, but, um, there's certainly a dip in the work and you kind of think, Oh God, what's going on? You know? And Sean's always like, it's school holidays. This always happens. You know, we're 10 years in now and it's, you're still, you're still getting annoyed in the Easter holidays. <laughs> Oh, I got I got a celebrity question for you. What's
1: what's Joe Wicks like? Is he a nice, man?
2: Lovely guy, lovely. I know he's just. oh right, right, Dad, give me uh, give me ten <laughs> push-ups, mate. All right. uh, what? an accent you've done there! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, it's amazing. Yeah. It it's like
1: part Welsh, part Cockney.
2: All right. he's, he's, he's. Go on, sorry. He, <laughs> I, I just let you go for it. Go on, all it's all
0: right. staying in. It's all staying in. Ten pre-sips.
2: Come on, Dave, give me ten <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a nice guy. And he's just done, he just really was just like, I think when I first, the, I first shot him with the paper, we used to do um, the serialization of the books when they came out. So we did a lot with Joe. You know, I remember first meeting him, you know, on book one probably. And he was like, oh, just so happy to be on the shoot and just giving it his all, do you know what I mean? And he, he just went the extra, he was t- totally great. And we, we did a couple of trips with him out to, um, went to Abu Dhabi with him once and did some kind of behind the scenes of the of the video and stuff. And we went over to Lake Como and did some for the second video out there and just just nice. Had dinner with him. He's lovely, just a nice guy. So I think you work on quite a lot then. Oh I I did do, yeah. But um when he was good. <laughs> oh he's brilliant. <laughs> Paul you know, Joe's no, I, brilliant.
1: I, I like Joe. My kids have been doing pee with him every morning for Like, feels like forever that we've been in this lockdown. But yes, I like him. He's enthusiastic. And I just wanted to see
2: if he was like that person, that off, off, off the screen, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. He's not, like, trying to make best pals with everyone. You know, he's got his own friendship group and stuff. But You know, he's like, right,
1: Dave, will you be my best <laughs> mate?
2: No, he's, he's got, you know, a massive <laughs> we can, group of... We can do burpees together, mate. <laughs> I mean, God, I, you know, I haven't done I I don't even know what a burpee is. Well, I do, obviously, but I don't do them. Yeah, he's just a nice guy, and he de- I think he deserves everything. He's, he's, he's been very successful, and um, he's worked really hard. And, uh, you know, I think um, he does say, doesn't he, off and on Instagram, you know, he does this thing where it's like, uh, people call him an overnight success, but you forget he's been yeah. working it for oh. years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. You, know, you can see the commitment and the effort he's put in to make that. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, that stuff doesn't happen by accident, really. No, where, no. You, know,
2: you know, so... Yeah, he's yeah.
1: likable and he's a nice person, but the, yeah. all the effort and the hard work has gone into to make him successful, right? A bit like yeah. you, Dan. It's, it's just a lot like, you know, the, the, the people skills that you end
0: up building and... The sort of the relationships you build along the way and all that kind of stuff. I think it all it all factors in, right? It's, it's probably the same in every industry. It's no different if you're working in that kind of fitness space or whether or not you're a photographer or or like, you McDonald's. If <laughs> you're working at McDonald's, yeah. it's, it's all about the person that you are and how easy you are to work with, I would have thought.
2: Yeah, and also at the time, in the beginning, it was very clever because he was, you know, mixing in fitness and food, you know, and that was, you know, Jamie Oliver was doing the food, wasn't he? And I don't know yeah. who was doing the fitness at the time, but, you know, he was he just married those two together and it was a perfect match, wasn't it, you know? And he uh, used social, right? He was really powerful with Instagram. Yeah. And, like he was to- a real... He used To do those midget trees with the broccoli and all that, and you know, it was, it was, you know, it was yeah. Great, wasn't it? yeah, anyway, he's, he's been, he's been good, and I think actually, you know, I've been very lucky because, um, off the back of Joe, probably, you know, I'll be honest, is probably how I've been successful in getting other fitness work, you know, again, like getting that first celebrity, isn't it? You get you work with Joe, and then the other people want to work with you. And you focus on the fitness, like, like, are you targeting?
1: Different magazines, different. How 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 are you generating new work in that sort of arena? How does it how does it come to you? what's well, the, what's, what's, what's the Dave's
2: magic source? I've been very lucky, really, actually, because I worked with a lady from the Sun when we used to do all the serialisation of the books called Jenny Francis, she's recently moved over to Results with Lucy, which is Lucy Um, You must be a TOWIE fan, Paul. Come on, Dan. I know both of you are. I, I love TOWIE, honest. I, I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> but anyway, she's moved over there as the editor there. But, you know, through her, I've actually ended up getting quite a lot of work. You know, um, you know I suppose quite a lot of it's landed on my plate a little bit. You still sound really passionate
0: about this sort of stuff. What is it about it that you're still really enjoying? Where do you take your energy
2: from? From the, I honestly, it's from the people I work with. Definitely. You know, and, and, you know, looking back, you know, do you know what I did find actually once, um, I didn't have a printed portfolio for ages. And, um, one day I sat there, I bought this, you know, fairly nice printer. And I thought, well, I'm going to print off a load of stuff and put a portfolio together. And, um, I sat back and thought, God, it's not that bad, this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and you're pinching think, yourself going, did I take that? Did, did, did well, I take that? <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at it on your website... I think it's just a bit of a nothing, isn't it? Some t- well, yeah, for yeah. me, it's just like... Yeah, oh. yeah, it's a bit soulless, right? It's, it's yeah, like- but then when you've got it in your hands, it's like, this is all right. <laughs> yeah, this is quite good, <laughs> and Dave. Like, and that kind of keeps me going a little bit. I'm not like I'm like patting myself on the shoulder all the time, but like, you know, and God, you never, you know, there's always more to learn, isn't there? You know, no, well, I've certainly got loads more to learn. I'm nowhere You know, What's, what's, the, what's the biggest
0: you've seen your work printed?
2: Oh gosh, I don't know, but I do know that this summer is going to be Holborn Studios are having um, a party, and um, they're going to they're printing some pictures. Well, you know, images massive. Mm. So I think that will be the biggest I've ever seen the pictures printed. You know, well, a prop, also the Lego Santa. That was I was going to say. I mean, come on, you know,
1: can't beat Lego Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there and is something.
0: There is something about print, though, isn't there? there there's yeah. like a magic to print, or, or I guess a lack of magic to just like a mo- backlit there's, screen.
1: There's a moment as well when it's on a billboard or when it's on a tube campaign, and you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, actually, that's quite. It's quite. It's quite a rewarding feedback loop. It's like yes, I'm, that's making me feel good. I've achieved. You know, you you can remember from the whole beginning, from the pin and dress mood board, through to shooting the, getting the studio set up, to shooting it, to editing it, and then coming out the other side, and you see this massive piece of work on the board you go yeah you know yeah i'm fucking good i am
2: <laughs> i'm not sure i ever say that i mean like you know, <laughs> you know what's funny is isn't it you know on the day i'm like god that's bloody yes i've done a, done a quite a good job today two days later I'm like i fucking hate it <laughs> oh my god don't show it to me again <laughs> yeah i do not want to see that again ever you know that's always the way isn't it you know but um, yeah. Okay, I, I got one more question for you, Dave. Go on. Uh, what's,
1: what's the best tip you've ever been given as a photographer? Something, you know, it you, you doesn't have to be about photography. What's What's the best piece of advice somebody's given you? It's a good cool. one. I'll leave, I'll leave you ponder it for 30 seconds. I can do do, 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 do,
2: do, 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 <laughs> I 't can't, I, can't, I can't deal with the pressure I don't know probably just like it sounds going to be a bit cliche. be prepared, be organized for shoot you know what I mean there's no point if i if you turn up and you're not prepared you' going to look like a mug, I think you know it's it's really in just be organized, yeah, you know because you could, you don't have to be you know if you've got all your references out and you're prepared, even if it's not going the way you want, you know you can you can find a little resource in your reference. Folder, you know, and I, I got one more, one more. So oh, you said pressure on these. So you said you said <laughs> that um, that your
1: skills as a recruitment consultant helped you when you were you know trying to hunt down work as a photographer as a photographer. What 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 what, what part of the recruitment consultancy bit was there like? What was the bit? Was it the sales like trying to? Well,
2: do you know, you know, when you first start as a recruitment consultant, you're literally handed a pad with a load of telephone numbers on to call a load of, I was working with manufacturing, you know, so we were recruiting people like production managers and purchasing managers and so on. And, you, you know, you have to call an adult, you know, on the telephone, you know, cold call them and try and make them think they want to meet you and, you know, look at a candidate you haven't got, but you're pretending you have. That That's, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like, so I think definitely the, it gave me the courage. know, if I can do that, I thought... I, I can do this. Do you know what I mean? So you're convincing people, right? Again, so like you're
1: yeah. convincing that this is a good photo. Mm. And you're convincing the person, yeah. that, you know, it's this idea of the, the, your confidence and how you hold yourself and all of these like micro sort of movements and skills build together. So when you're on set and you're taking the photo of Joe, you're like, I got this. This is a piece of piss. I <laughs> I can do this with my eyes closed because like all of those skills that you've built built up up to that point, obviously helped you be a better photographer because without them, like, you know, I I think, I think confidence is 99% of of the skill as a photographer, like being able to walk in, walk into a room, make somebody feel relaxed. Okay. And then, almost it's, yeah. it's a power it's like magic you know it's like magic isn't it like you can yeah but you, for, you know forget all the lighting
2: forget everything yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean like if you can't if you can't direct a person and get something out of them it's over anyway do you know what i mean so there's, there's lots of facets to it isn't there but i mean if your lighting's really weak i mean you're done as well but you know if you can get all those to work together you know you're doing all right i think
0: i think you have to have a good balance of you've got to have your your chops you know you've got to be good at your job but you also need to be a nice guy, easy to get on with. Otherwise you're just going to rub everyone up the wrong way. And every photo you take, it doesn't matter how well lit it is. They're all going to be shit because your subject will think you're an asshole.
2: Well, yeah. And I, I always remember I, I was doing as an assistant and, um, we were photographing these ladies and they'd all been through. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but you know, been through something in their life. Mm. And I remember the photographer was kind of like, as the shots were coming in, we're going, no, that's not right. No, not that one. Not sure about that one. And then those ladies were getting that vibe that it was like kind of their fault that it wasn't working, do you know what I mean? And, and so I just thought, from I learned from that day, I think, you know, yeah. be positive, do you know what I mean? And, you know, that really does help at work, yeah. But you've got to be a positive, bubbly character anyway, I think, to do the job, you know. Otherwise, you'd probably be a food photographer, you know. Not that, not that they're all dull, I'm just saying that... No, they know. are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only
2: joking. Only joking. No, 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 you know, or, or shoot interiors or do something, you know, like if you're not a people person, you shouldn't be doing probably what you wouldn't want to do, you wouldn't get the enjoyment that I get out of my job, you know, so.
0: Okay, that sounds like a really good place to round off that particular conversation. And I really did enjoy that, David. Well, uh, oh, thank we're you. De- we're definitely going to have to have you back again at some point
1: fairly soon. I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Was it that bad, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> I, I, honestly, David, you've you, you got a voice like chocolate. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I, I'm, probably I even, I'm probably not even. I'm probably not even going to listen to this. I hate the sound of my own voice. So. Maybe, me, me too. <laughs> maybe, maybe a whole net. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let Sharon listen to it and she can tell me how bad I was.
0: (laughs) I'm sure everyone will give you the stamp of approval. So this is the point of the episode where we like to give a few people some shout outs. It doesn't have to be somebody particularly successful or it can be somebody successful. It's just somebody that you're really enjoying their work right now.
2: So um, the assistant I used to work with before I work with the current one I work with anyway, it was called Rowan Spray and she is, uh, I suppose you call her a floral photographer. She takes photographs of flowers and she went to go and work um, for McQueen's um, who were a flower uh, well, well, you know florist sorry doing their photography and since she's been quite successful she's had a big piece in with John Lewis or was, maybe it was Marks and Spencer's not sure recently but her work's wonderful and I really like it. I've bought a print I've got one in my living room she's amazing and um, you know I think it's a bit it's a niche area and um, you know but I, I feel that she'll be successful she's it's lovely stuff I like it anyway.
0: So. what was her name again david i didn't catch she's that. called rowan spray rowan spray
2: yeah check her out check her out mm. definitely gabriel who i work with at the moment is going to be like why didn't you say me <laughs>
0: <laughs> next time next time your gabriel. time will
2: come exactly. gabriel your time will come
0: <laughs> gabriel give us a shout maybe we'll just get you on you can have In your fact, own episode
2: yeah gabriel has done it what well, gabriel hutchinson is his name and he's done a wonderful book he followed um uh the liverpool when they won the league last was it last year and he went up to Liverpool, and he's got some amazing. He made a book out of it. Anyway, you should check him out as well. Definitely. Sorry. Oh, there we go. He's got it. shout out. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul,
0: Paul, mate, have you got one? Or yeah, Rager I do. I have
1: a piece of. Mo- I have a piece of music this week, and I, I love it. I was I, I was driving. I don't know where I've been driving. I feel like I've been driving for all week this week. But anyway, I was in the car, and um I had six music on, and it's basically by by a band, or I, no, I think it's a band, and they call called Banzu Sounds. And the song is called Kokorino Go. And it goes a bit like this, boys. Uh, we can't hear anything, but that's probably for the best, because yeah, I think you we'd know, end up I, getting
0: slammed with a I, uh
1: I was going to <laughs> start singing, but it's amazing, honestly.
2: I'd Coco- like to hear that. If you could sing it, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd
1: enjoy that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we <laughs> just, just, Maybe. just just one or two verses Paul don't worry about you know <laughs> we don't need to hear but, the whole thing
1: <laughs> but it's, it's it's I just love the song i just think it's it feels optimistic it feels like we've done the worst year of our lives and we survived so um it's it's a nice piece of upbeat sort of i don't know how to describe it it's very good it's i just banzu sounds koko ro ingo i can't even say it right koko ro ingo you will
2: have to send me over a link to
1: that cuz i'm 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 never going to be able to
2: spell all that for the uh I've just written it notes. down. I've just written it down. <laughs> it's really good. Really bunzu
0: sounds. I was hoping to listen to it and compare it to your um, to your rendition pool, but it doesn't sound like <laughs> we're going to get one.
1: <laughs> Next time, I'll warm my voice. I've got to be ready to, you know, perform. you like, got to do, do your vocal do... exercises. You can't just exactly. go straight into the cold. I've got I to have my mints. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do your gargling and... Yeah, exactly. honey and lemon and all that kind of
1: good stuff. Exactly. What's your What's your one, Dan? What's your one?
0: So my my uh, shout out this week is a painter, Vanessa Panay. You, you can find her on Instagram. Um, she goes under Vanessa Smith Paints. She paints these really really cool um, landscapes and interiors. They're kind of David Lynch esque looking things. They're, they're just, they are just they combine quite flat looking interiors with like little elements of details that are just painted really beautifully. And they're just, they're a little bit like a crime scene in a movie, you know, all these little details, like clues that you feel like you need to investigate to solve the riddle. have been really enjoying her work. Yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa Panay. I definitely recommend people go and check her out.
1: Fantastic. Vanessa Panay.
0: So that's all we've got for this week's episode. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. See you later, guys.
1: Have a nice, Thanks for having have a nice week love you dave thank you for coming mate
2: oh thank you both of you it's been really good i was a bit nervous before but you made me totally at ease so thanks very much